0: On air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This
1: is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Welcome back to On the Block. It is the second hour here. Three o'clock. We just had a great first half segment. If you didn't get a chance to check it out, go to YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, or to ninety three seven FM dot com. Go to actually theticketfm dot com, and there you will be able to find all of the great t- content that you may have missed, whether it be early break or the captain or 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 the shoot, drive, the drive drive whatever, pool or happy
0: hour, it. but mostly on the block. Yeah, if
1: you're able, if you if you missed that early segment, definitely uh, was good. Good stuff from uh, Romel Lloyd Senior who happened to pop in and. Uh, Tap in with us on a good segment to discuss Uh, the first segment I thought was just beautiful. Just really just talking about life and and just the changes and the shifts and things and and how they've gone. Oh, that was a great segment. I mean, we'll we'll probably get some of that clipped and and put out on on a little shorter, shorter basis. Definitely. I think that's worthy. But in this second hour, we're going to talk a little bit more about. Something interesting that just happened across the border, and I'm not talking about the Mexican border. I'm not talking about the Canadian border. I'm talking about the Missouri River. If you cross over the Missouri River here, out of downtown, whether you're, uh, um, you know, trying to go over to the casinos or you're trying to go over into there's Council no other bluffs, reason.
0: There's no other reason. Like, like why? Really why no Iowa?
1: Outside why? Of the casino at this point, but you cross over and you head into Iowa. There's some crazy, interesting, uh, weird, but um, stuff that's been going on. And and the reason I want to get into this discussion with you, Austin, and I want your take on it. And, I, and again, Sutter Haman Text Line 402-464-5685 or Honda Lincoln Hotline 402-464-5685, where we would love to hear from you as well. We talk a lot and we've discussed before the NCAA. And I've mentioned that the NCAA at some point, has basically become a chihuahua mm-hmm. that looks like a Rottweiler.' Mm-hmm. They're just a big dog with no bark, with no bite. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can't grab on. they can't do anything. And it seems that the, when they do tend to leech on or bite or, or get at the heels of, of something, it's always it, 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 it's weird. It doesn't ever seem to be the big boys doesn't ever seem to be funny how that happens. It's, right? it's kind of crazy, right? doesn't ever seem to be the ones that's drawing in the the Luciano, the cashola. It don't seem to be them. It just seems to be some kind of small program, lower end program, baseball. It'll be a Virginia Tech or something, you know, just some crazy, right? It's never the big boys. So I want to talk about this because um, it is interesting. And the reason I want to talk about it is because I think I've been wondering how is it that the NCAA is going to be able to claim back its bite Mm -hmm. again. Because right now, the NIL situation and all the stuff that's going on with that, the tube, you know, that toothpaste is 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 gone. gone. It's Mm -hmm. gone. That toothpaste is out. But which way could they do it? And I think this is potentially one of those areas in which they may be able to do it. And we're talking about Iowa and Iowa State being its athletes are being investigated for potential gambling situations. So here's a here's a brief uh, out of ESPN. Here's a brief um, uh, part of the article, and I want you to go ahead and start from there. Iowa, The University of Iowa has announced on Monday that 26 athletes, count that, 26 athletes, not in football only, not in basketball, but across five sports, baseball, football, men's basketball, men's track and field, and wrestling. They do have a great wrestling program as well. One full-time employee of the athletic department has been suspended of wagering on sports in violation of NCAA rules. In addition, Iowa state has acknowledged that some 15 of its athletes across three sports, football, wrestling, and track and field are also suspected of violating the rules. So when we talk about that, NCAA, I mean, Is this one of the areas that this can happen? What's your thoughts on the fact that this is going on? And is it broader scope than what we're actually just seeing with it being only Iowa? Uh,
0: Let's answer that last question first. It has to be bigger. There's no way it's just Iowa, Iowa State, and Alabama baseball's head coach. Right. There's no way it's just those schools. I would all but guarantee this is happening at every Power 5 school across the country and the vast majority of Division I schools across the country. So it's happening other places. You know, just like everyone's saying, well, NIL, or, you know, boosters paying athletes to come here doesn't happen here. It does. Just because you don't know about it, (laughs) because it's on the down low, doesn't mean it's not happening. There's gambling going on at every school by student-athletes across the country. I am very confident in saying that. Iowa, Iowa State, and Alabama are just the first examples that we're going to hear about, and I suspect we hear about more. I really do. Alabama's coach wasn't subtle about it, if you're reading it. Iowa and Iowa State still trying to figure out how exactly they got into it and what was going on, but they got caught. And not only is it 26 current athletes and that one administrator, that same article says Iowa has received information about 111 mm-hmm. individuals who, mm-hmm. who have done this while at Iowa. Not just the 26 current ones, 111 total. Mm. so this isn't new is what that tells you mm-hmm. in terms of the NCAA and its approach to it Strick I think you nailed it this is a chance for the NCAA to, to flex a little bit mm-hmm. you know to prove they mm-hmm. can still you know bench press that bar for a lot of reps so to get that bite back however you want to go about it yeah because here's what the the NCAA can't do fix NIL in one offseason if I had what, a century of college athletics to get something in place. They didn't. They've had three years since NIL really came out in full force. Haven't done anything about it. The transfer portal they put back in place in 2018 hasn't been going well. You can't yeah. fix that in one offseason. There's going to be discussion and debate to come about that. Not to say there's not going to be you know discussion and debate about sports gambling, but this to me, Strick, is where the NCAA can put its foot down and say no, none at all. Even if it smells fishy. That's a no from us, dog. Not going to be allowed. The current NCAA rule strict, pretty cut and dry. Mm -hmm. That's basically what it says right now. Um, This is from an NCAA kind of release on wagering. Uh, It says the NCAA is committed to protecting student-athlete well-being and the integrity of competition. NCAA sports wagering rules do not allow student-athletes or athletics employees, number one, to bet on any sport sponsored by the NCAA at any level. So even if... You're betting on the NFL. The NCAA sponsors football. You can't do that. You mm-hmm. can't bet on NBA. can't bet on MLB. Mm-hmm. Even though it's not college, mm-hmm. you can't bet on that sport. And two, you can't share information with people for sports wagering purposes, which sounds like is going on at Alabama with what that was. Yeah. So to me, this is a very simple issue for the NCAA to say, no, any whiff of it, that's a no. We can't have that. Mm-hmm. There are plenty of questions about you know the quality of play in NCAA because these people aren't professionals. They're really good at what they do. They're student athletes putting their bodies on the line, but we get it. You know, College basketball isn't the NBA. College football isn't the NFL. We get it. So if your product isn't going to be quite that level, it maybe makes it a little easier to pass off some improprieties. Oh, they're just not that good. Oh, they just goofed up. But you don't want that. You want to get any stench of this at all out and away from student-athletes. And this is where it's interesting to me, Strick. Yeah. Because there for a while, I was on the boat. Even with, like, you know, Pete Rose and everything in Major League Baseball. Well, as long as he's betting on his team, it's probably fine. You know, who does that hurt? He's trying to make some extra money because he believes in his guys, believes in his team. I'm going to back off that stance a little bit. I think the simplest, easiest way to do it is – if you're playing or if you're involved with a team or an institution, just don't do it. You're not allowed to. You made the choice to you know, be the student athlete. You made the choice to go into you know, athletics administration. Other people can do it, but you have to understand your position. And even if you're doing nothing wrong, how it could look fishy from the outside. So to me, the best stance for the NCAA is to keep that hardline stance of any impropriety, any whiff we get of you. Gambling through a third party, through an app on your phone, anything like that can't be done.
1: You're done. You're gone. Mm -hmm. Um, If you if you had the opportunity and and (laughs) this is not nothing new, Uh, I happen to actually play with a a gentleman. If you you happen to check out the Netflix um, show that revisited the Steven Headache Smith um, Mm -hmm. point shaving scandal at uh, ASU. Um, I think the name of that show was uh, Hoop Schemes, and uh, him and Isaac Ice Burton were a part of that whole thing. Ultimately, it, it ended up with Smith, uh, one of the, uh, the gentlemen that set this up, uh, Silman and Gagliano, who all ended up going to prison. But how it all began was uh, Smith wound up o- o- owing and this this is the part that you're talking about. And I think this is kind of how the rules mm-hmm. came about, where it's just across the board, mm-hmm. because this is kind of how this ended up happening, where uh, Stephen Smith ended up owing Benny Silman who was the uh, a student and the on campus bookie for uh, at ASU, uh, more than 10,000, excuse me, $10,000 in gambling debts, uh, who Stillman at the time was working for Gagliano, who was an entrepreneur. Uh, and they ended up fixing games against Oregon State. Smith didn't want the team to lose the game, and he told them, uh, but he didn't have to. And then ASU could win, but more than that, uh, by more than six points. So they started working it out based on the spreads, and and you know uh, mm-hmm. they ended up starting to work out the fact that they could win. So he would play bad enough, but then good enough to just win the games. Uh, it ultimately ended up costing him his his career long term in the NBA because he was a tremendous point guard. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is kind of where it's all all spurning from. It's just trying to eliminate this potentially across the board because it's not necessarily the fact that you're vote, uh, um, you're you're you're, you're um, betting on your games. It's the fact that mm-hmm. you can end up with gambling debts that then can lead to pressure and individuals putting. Applying pressure to you. And then all of a sudden you kind of had to adhere to it and you get caught up into it in some, some form or fashion. Uh quick question. Um, as I look back at those UNLV teams um, of old, the Larry Johnson's, Stacy Augments, the, the uh, you mm-hmm. know, um, um, you know, Greg Anthony's and, 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 you know, just that whole state, Ackles and just how dominant they were. Um, Nothing's ever really fully came out, but is there some potential alleged speculation that there could have been something there in that? Because they were living large and in charge right there in Las Vegas and lost the, mm, a game or so that eh, I bet a lot of paperwork was put out there. And uh, No, Duke was just better. Oof, uh, I know you were going to say that. <laughs> Um, I got
0: it. Here's the thing, Strick. To some degree, it's one of the worst kept secrets. I mean, you're in Las Vegas and you have people paying you to go to school there again. Let's just call it what it is. Yeah, they were given gifts. They were. We all see it. We know what was going on. We don't have to we don't have to hide it. We don't have to pretend about it. We know what was going on so we can have this conversation. They were plain and simple. They were to what degree. I don't know it's impossible for me to believe that there was none of that going on. Right. You know, so no, there hasn't ever been a big, you know, expose or anything done really to, I think, even Tarkanian's legacy with all those teams there at UNLV. Like, everyone knows they were good. What are you going to do? Strip them of their titles and their wins? Everyone knows how good they were. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of really good basketball players who were getting paid for it. You know, and to some degree, that's fine. How they were spending that money, what they were doing with it, that's a different debate. But even if we never get one of those, you know, big thirty for thirties or exposés or anything, come on, it's a worst kept secret.
1: Yeah, it's 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 one of those weird things that you just kind of want to throw out. It's um, it's sad. I feel I feel bad. I mean, because here's the thing. else. I, I, I also want to throw out. You know, what type of penalties are to be laid down? Is this one where the NCA, as we, as you just you know spoke about, that they come down super harsh? Um, on the university, or do they come down super harsh on mm-hmm. the athletes? Um, I pers- Go ahead. Yeah, I, I was going to go there with you, too, because
0: what, what the NCAA can't do is, you know, go into student-athletes' phones and see if they have an app. That's an invasion of privacy. That's not good. Yeah. I feel like suspension is probably the best route for it. If you're going to be doing this, giving information out, and not just suspension as in you can't play, but you're not allowed to have contact with the team, you know, for a week. For the three days of game prep, the day before the game, the day after, something like that. For a first offense. For a second offense, maybe it's a week. Third offense, you're done. Three strikes and you're out, type of policy. That's just where my head goes first. Would be the way to punish the student athletes. When it comes to Iowa, though, I mean, Iowa State to a lesser degree. Alabama baseball, I don't think their AD, you know, had a lot to do with it. I think this was on the coach. I wonder if the numbers keep climbing for Iowa if their AD gets in trouble. You know, because I could see Strick, I don't know how the the legal aspect of this would work, but to that's, me, you'd be able to get slapped with a lack of
1: institutional control. Right. So, does the FBI and all them do they get involved? Is this is I don't this, know. Does this go to higher levels or is it? It's one of those things you just kind of try to contain within the NCAA. The NCAA has tried the FBI route before. <laughs> That's been a disaster. That has not
0: gone well at all. Now, now that I trust the NCAA, but this shouldn't have to be FBI level. It shouldn't. The NCAA should say, did you do this? Did you not do this? If you did this, you're gone. If you did not do this, okay, you're fine. But steer clear and don't ever let yourself get that close to it happening again. Should be within the NCAA's scope of approval. The schools have to be responsible too, though right? Maybe Gary Barda at Iowa had no idea this was going on. Maybe it's all a coincidence and he didn't, didn't ever hear about it. And it's not really, you know, anything that ever crossed his desk. I can understand that. I can understand the plausible deniability and how he wouldn't, you know, be covering it up if he didn't know what was going on. But at the same time, 111 student athletes, you don't catch a single whiff of it at any point. You don't think to, you know, make sure you go over the rules. The NCAA says, none of this guys make sure we're not doing this. Even if you just hear a rumor, it can be a boring seminar, no one attends, but at least then you could say, "I did my part. I tried to tell them they did it anyways." But we haven't heard of anything like that from Iowa. Yeah. So even if this isn't on Gary Barta,
1: it's happening under his watch. So this is this is what I, this is what I was going to throw out to you because I remember in the NBA, uh, the Players Association uh, would send guys like Dirk Minifield and and certain guys out, and they would go on a rotation, and they they basically would go to every NBA team. And there would be some form of a a meeting or a small symposium as you, you know, some form of that where they would go over different things. They would talk about, you know, uh, women issues. They would talk about, um, uh, you know, problem gambling and just different things that that would be priorities that would try to keep us from falling uh, victim to any uh, certain schemes or problems or issues that uh, could not only, uh, you know, hurt us as players but also hurt the league or anything like that right Mm -hmm. so is this something that should be put into the hands of the universities individually where they should get whatever the mandates are from the ncaa or is this an ncaa thing and then they go on the circuit to make sure that all i think it becomes real crazy for them to do it i it's got to probably be individually you know they send it out and then they they're required, and then if you don't adhere to it, then you're probably guilty of it.
0: There can be different levels, right? If it's one or two student-athletes, that should be able to be handled by the university. Yeah. At that level, keep it there. If it's happening in multiple programs across a university, then the NCAA might have to step in and say, hey, Iowa, for example, what are you doing? That this many student-athletes across this many programs are getting involved in this. What are you doing, or what are you not doing? Mm-hmm. So I think it can be both, can it?
1: Yeah, I I think in some form or fashion it has to be um, both. Where it's it's it's. I I just know individually, I don't think the NCAA has the bandwidth to be able to do it on a large scale when you're talking about three hundred some Division ones, and then you know you're talking Mm -hmm. about you know Division one, Division one A's, then down all the way down to Division three, because it's it it goes all throughout the whole Mm -hmm. spectrum of. of their purview so nah i don't think they could do it individually but i think if these uh, these mandates are set out they they require them to go over a certain amount of hour or two or whatever of explanations of what these you know these rules and requirements are that must be handled and dealt with and here's the reper- repercussions if you do not manage them yeah i think that all has to be done so yeah uh just just some crazy stuff though i mean it's you know, I think it is a good inroads for them to get back um, into place and into position and uh, hopefully be able to um, start reining in some of these issues that that's going on out there in the NCAA uh, uh, span of sports. Mm-hmm.
0: And it shouldn't matter if on the individual level, if it's a, you know, 15th guy on the bench or the right. star player, you have to treat them all equally, regardless of the sport. You know, whether it's football, basketball, baseball, track field, wrestling, whatever it is, you got to treat all athletes the same. You know, there can't be gray area involved there, plain yeah. and simple. The consistency is going to be key. couple things from the text line before we get to Sip. Uh, Augie, wise guy, I appreciate this. Uh, he says, maybe the Iowa players knew how bad their offense was, so they were betting the under every game.
1: <laughs> that
0: goes to Brian Ferentz. too. Is Brian Ferentz point shaving with his
1: offense. <laughs> well, I, I have no answer for that, but that, that was a good one. That's, that's pretty funny. That's very comedic.
0: <laughs> and then uh, anonymous texter says, the difference between point shaving and a basketball pool, how serious is it? Again, maybe there's a difference, but if there's money on the line and it can, you know, call into question the competitive integrity of the sport, it doesn't matter what it is. If there's money on the line, like Rock was saying in that second segment of our first hour, it comes back to the bottom line. It comes back to those five letters, M-O-N-E-Y. If that's in question... Yeah, you got to take it seriously. There shouldn't be a big difference.
1: And see, and that's, and that's what's that's something just to kind of keep your eye on with you know regarding collectives and regarding these other um, you know pieces that are being put together to be able to uh, put that in place. Does it get corrupted? Right. Like, what is the real meaning behind it? Is it? Is there some? You know. It, A scheme is never really a scheme until they get you inside (laughs) the system, right? Right. Like, okay, yeah, everything on on the surface is cool. We're getting you here. But just know that uh, there's something on the bottom end of that that we don't need from you, my guy. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, so Mm -hmm. that's how they work. I mean, they get you in the door. (laughs) You know, malware don't work until you (laughs) open the door, right? (laughs) And then it starts getting to work inside your phone and your computer. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know, man. It's 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 some tricky, some tricky uh, uh land. Tricky, tricky. No, not uh, tricky, not tricky, tricky. Stricky. Stricky. No. <laughs> but it's 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 some it's some funny, some you know some funny areas. Some gray, let's just say some grays. It ain't all black and white. There's some different grays in there.
0: That there are good stuff. We'll we'll keep that conversation going a little bit with Steve Sipple of Husker Online. Also, maybe talk some Big Ten headlines and Husker football as well. Hour two say se- hour two segment two on the block comes your way next.